Now on to our final speaker for this segment. So we, we're going to have, we're going to invite Sister Megan up again, inshallah. And this time, she alluded to it in her earlier talk, talking about how her relationship with God had been a little bit tumultuous in the past, but now she's going to reflect a little bit more on that and talk about how that actually was uh, part of the reason or how that led her to Islam. And so I'm going to invite her up to... Shed some light on that and inspire us, continue to inspire us, inshallah. Hello again. Um, this one's going to have a, a much more chill vibe, I think, because of, of the subject matter. But um, actually, probably not, now that I'm thinking about <laughs> what, the actual, what the actual journey has been. So... A little of my religious background, I did not grow up religious, actually. Um, my father was raised in an apostolic Christian household, um, and my mother was raised in a Mormon household, and they met in high school in show choir, and my dad fell, they both fell madly in love with each other. My mother said, I cannot marry someone who is not Mormon. And so he converted to Mormonism to marry my mother. Um, and so the, this was a very different time. Well, not actually, not really. I should say in, oh, thank you. Um, I would say uh, times, times are still very similar, but I should, uh, I should say back in the church, this time was a very different time. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I am biracial. My, my mother is white, my, my father was black. And this was in the 80s, the early 80s, in Indiana. <laughs> I'll let you fill in the blanks. So um, my parents decided that it was best to excommunicate completely from the church. Now, if you know anything about the Mormon religion, that pretty much damns you to hell. <laughs> like that's, that's the belief, is that, is that you, will, you will go to hell. So my parents did not make this decision lightly but they did believe that they wanted to raise their children with loving other human beings and being curious about religion and ultimately deciding for themselves. So they raised us without religion and I get this question all the time, do you think that it was better for you or do you think that it was worse? When you went through hard times, do you think it would have been better with religion or do you think it would have been worse? And my answer is it happened the way it was supposed to happen. Because being raised without religion allowed me to look at Islam truly from an unbiased standpoint and make that decision. I learned about Islam strict, or I was, I was introducing myself to Islam strictly to understand my fellow human beings better. I had no intention of reverting. And I do believe that if I was raised in religion, that would have been a bit more difficult because I would be comparing. 
I would be making a comparison. Whereas when I looked at the Quran objectively and I tested it against my own different tests, <laughs> so me just being fascinated with science and history and, and things like that, um, when, when my friends asked me what my spiritual beliefs were prior to this, I would say that I was an omnist. For those of you who don't know what that is, that means the belief of, thinking, of, of believing every religion on earth has some truth to the original truth, but not a single religion holds all the truth. Now, I would say there were several aha moments when I picked up the Quran that le ultimately led me to my decision. I, I, started reading Quran, I started reading the Quran about a couple weeks prior to reverting. So stay with me here because it, it is a wild ride, okay? <laughs> um, so the first thing that I read, or the first thing that kind of got me to wake up, was there was no denial of other religion. That was the first indication that I was reading something different. Because just through my study with other religions, it's just so common to say, throw all of those out, they're not true, this is the one. Whereas Islam said, there is truth in those others. They're acknowledged. They were manipulated. They were touched by man. And this is to clarify that. That made sense to me <laughs> because what was so frustrating before was arguing or debating with religious people who outwardly denied that the texts were manipulated when it, it's documented in history. So that was the most frustrating for me prior to reading the Quran is just simply having a dialogue and saying, how do you, how, how do you differentiate the two? What, what, what do you follow and what do you don't now that you know it was manipulated? Oh, it wasn't manipulated. The way it is now is the way it is. But no, history said that was Satan. Satan went back in time and changed the, and changed the text? Yes. I'm so serious. Someone told me that, yes. Satan went back in time and that text is the wrong text. This is the text that's, that's correct now. And so, and I'm not trying to knock other religions. Like I said, I find original truth in so many. And when you, when you study multiple religions at the same time, you find God trying to, trying to show you, here I am. But it's, it, 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 he gets buried. The number seven shows up in every religion I've ever studied. Every single religion. It shows up in the Quran as seven, what? Exactly. On earth it shows up, the seven seas, seven lands. It's, it's a very divine number. And me being a student who was just looking for similarity between religions, and in, in my mind, the way my, my logic worked, whatever, the whatever these religions are all saying the same, that's where God is. 
And reading the Quran, it says just that, that that is the message. When you listen to man, that's when you go astray. That is when, that is where haram lies. Look at, look at what's going on now. It's when man tries to put words in God's mouth. We see people wiping out an entire population. And when asked why, well, God promised this land. Do you honestly think God, Allah, would want you to obtain this land by massacring children, thousands of children? Children are very sacred. I think we could all agree on this. They're innocent, untouched. They come into this world truly seeing the world as it was meant to be seen. We'll walk down a street and we'll just be, and we'll continue to walk down the street to get to our next destination. Watch a child walk down the street and they're looking at the clouds, they're looking at the grass, the trees, they're touching stuff, they're getting away from their parents because they're embracing the world as, as Allah created it. And I tell this story, or I, I did tell this story to, it was either my, my book club or, or one of my newer friends, but I said, I can pinpoint one moment when I just was so frustrated that I could not find a religion that fit me. I went to church with a friend, a Christian church with a friend. And the pastor was talking about merch. Like, go out there and, and, and get our new t-shirt and, and wear it around and show. And I was looking around, was like, this is church. <laughs> right? And, and we're the best church in, in, in the city, and actually, let's go outside. Let's go outside and yell how we're the, how we, how we're the best, and, and Christianity's the best. Outside of church. <laughs> Got it. And it became so overwhelming, and I just felt so disconnected from God in that place. And it made me nearly cry because I felt that something was wrong with me. Because I was looking around and I was seeing so many people worship and, and throw their eyes back in their head and they were, they were just feeling all kinds of a spiritual connection. And I felt nothing. I felt absolutely nothing. And so I decided to get some air and I just thought maybe I'm just always going to be a, a, a non-believer. Maybe I just don't believe. And I stepped outside to get some air. And I looked at the tree that was outside of this church. And it was blowing in the wind. And it was absolutely perfect. And I said to God out loud, there you are. Because so many people, <laughs> thank you. But so many people try to complicate Allah. They try to make Allah into this, this, this complex science. And I think the reason why so many people have been 
looking at my TikToks is because I'm simply saying it's, he's not. He's there. In whatever you see in nature, look at those trees outside right now and tell me they're not perfect. Pick up any leaf and tell me it's not perfectly symmetrical. Cut up open any fruit and look at the pattern. For that to naturally occur in nature, there is God every single time. And the Quran acknowledges that. And what ultimately got me to revert is what I found was that my core beliefs, without religion, without thinking of anyone else's beliefs, my core beliefs of what I felt in my very spirit matched exactly what was in the Quran already. So it wasn't necessarily the, the Quran itself or reading the Quran itself that did it. It was I was seeing my connection to God reflected on, back to me on that page. <laughs> so for those who were born Muslim, because I get this a lot, I get, how do you, how do you come up with, how did you interpret that that way? Like, how, how, how are you reading the Quran the way you're reading it? That's how I talk to God. That's my connection with him. Always has been. And I, um, I was telling my uh, new Muslim friends about the first time I tried Fajr. <laughs> I finally woke up for it. And I was excited. And I didn't have a prayer mat, so I took my yoga mat. And I, and I, did, and I did voodoo, and I, had the, and I had the compass. And I had the compass, and I lined it up. And I was like, this is it. And so I stood at, I stood at the mat, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and there was a timer on the app that I was using, like you're running out of time. And so I didn't know what to do. The timer was running out. And so I simply said, Bismillah. <laughs> and that was it. That was my first Fajr. <laughs> I did it. And then I went back to my room and looked at a YouTube video on how it was supposed to go. And I said, that wasn't it at all. And, but still, I didn't feel a connection because this was a language that I was not born speaking, or I did not grow up speaking. So I decided to sit there, and I said, hey, God, it's Megan. I know, <laughs> again. <laughs> but I didn't do anything wrong this time. <laughs> well, I did, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, where do I go from here? What do I do? And what I felt ultimately in my spirit was go in the kitchen, look outside, 
at your favorite tree. And I looked out the window at my favorite tree, and I said, there you are. And I just heard a lot say, I have it from here. And that was it. And so I encourage you, instead of putting so much pressure, because I think at Mus as Muslims, we put so much pressure on ourselves to do everything perfect. But if your connection to Allah is not there, it's not meant to be anyway, because that is the foundation of everything, of everything. You have to make the connection first. Then you, then you can learn the Arabic b b behind Fajr. And then, then you can learn the, the correct amount of times and, and all of the, the, the beautiful things. Um, and I'm sure I'll have the Haram police in my comments as we speak, like, no, you learn now. <laughs> They've been on me, y'all, the Haram police. <laughs> listen. The Haram, the, listen. I will give you a perfect example of how serious these Haram police are. I was reading the Quran live to two people, and I found something that Allah said as sarcastic and funny. It was in Al-Baqarah. And it, he was talking about non-believers who place other gods next to him. And it said how they will come to judgment. And Allah will say, where are my associate gods? And I found that brilliant and sarcastic and funny. And so I said, oh, that's funny. In my comments was, do not laugh. <laughs> when you are reading the Quran. And I said, first of all, this is the English translation. I know the rules. <laughs> Second of all, that's the Allah that I know. If Allah did not have a sense of humor, humor would not exist. What a perfect time to be out of time. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm not as tall. Thank you, Megan. Thank you so much. I think we could have you just go on and on and like almost even in a stand-up, you know, theme of just educating and 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 shining light. But I I you, I appreciate you so much being here and being so open and vulnerable and sharing your experience um, with this room full of people that you just met today, but everybody's like totally like <laughs> fanning and wanting selfies and pictures with you because you are an inspiration, right? And it's like through your journey, I think a lot of people who may have been born Muslim take it for granted because it's like, well, yeah, we have it in front of us every single day. And yet for you to be able to be so moved by it, right, and to, and, to, and to feel and have that connection, I think that's a connection that a lot of, a lot of us sometimes, like, we're longing for that, right? It's kind of just like, wow, if we can get to that point. But like you said, the connection is the key. Once we have that connection, which is the theme of everything that's been shared today, is that 
over everything is our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before we are before we're a woman, before we are a wife, before we're a professional, before we're a mother, before we're anything, we are servants of Allah, and that's ultimately what we are. That is our essence. So nurturing that connection piece with him, asking him to facilitate and to strengthen that connection with him, inshallah, so that we can receive, we can be the seven, the six qualities <laughs> of, of the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's, that's what we, we, we pray for. So thank you for that. And I love your story about Fajr, the, the first Fajr, right? In that you, you didn't just like turn around, like you did something. Like even if it's just what, what you could bring to the table is what you brought. And it was like, okay, now let me go figure this out. But you did something. And I think that's the message of even when we're in situations where we're all excited, we don't know what to do, do something. Like do something to get that energy and the momentum going. And then inshallah, Allah makes the rest of the path easy and keeps us steadfast, inshallah, for it.